going to look at Matthew chapter 14 today. We'll look at a portion of scripture here. Here we see Jesus um, during his ministry. Um, verses chapter 14, we see um, John the Baptist was just beheaded. And then we see the feeding of the 5,000. And again, Jesus being the man in demand. Uh, yet Jesus is, though he's God, he's human. And he was feeling the pressures and uh, just the pressure of John the Baptist or and what happened to him. And then ministering to people and the demands on him. Um, again, I remind you that, yes, he's God, but he's human. And here in 100% God, 100% man, and he's feeling the pressures that we feel physical. And, and so we see here, we come down to verse 22 after feeding the 5,000. We see here something interesting. Jesus tells his disciples that he needs to get away to pray. And if Jesus needs to get away to pray, do you think about us and our need to get away and to spend time with God? Let's look at verse 22 of Matthew chapter 14. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. So you just get the picture here, the feeding of the 5,000. They get done with that end of the day. He sends his disciples on a ship, and he goes up in the mountain to pray. So here we are with the disciples. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went up to them, walking on the sea. Only Jesus can do that, huh? <laughs> and when his disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is it a spirit? And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Jesus speaking, come. 
And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And he began to sink. And he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore dost thou doubt? And when they were come unto the ship, the wind ceased. So there was a storm going on and it didn't cease until they got back into the ship. Then they were in the ship came and worship him saying of truth thou art of the son of god thou, thou thou art of the the son of god let's pray lord jesus help me now and we thank you for this portion of scripture and help us to learn from it tonight in jesus name amen few things i'd like to just point out tonight of this portion of scripture it's a lesson on faith And here, the disciples, they weren't sure what was quite going on. Of course, uh, they were following Jesus, but they didn't quite get it about the death and the cross and the resurrection. And they're still trying to figure out what Jesus, I guess, what we might say is about and um, and um, just figuring all that out. And here they are following him and Jesus sends them out. Jesus gets a way to pray. It gets a way to pray. And so we're looking here and we're thinking about he needs to teach them some lessons. Uh, they quite haven't got it like a lot of us maybe haven't got Jesus. And we're trying to figure it out. And he's teaching them about faith and what is faith and to have faith in him and trust him. And so I look at this portion of scripture and, uh, and we're, we'll talk about it a little bit, but let me ask some questions before we go on is, um, you know, doing the impossible things, having faith in God to do impossible things in our life for the cause of Christ. And Peter here is a great example of a person of faith and what God was trying to teach him. He got, he was able to do the impossible walk on water. And it was because of his faith. And it's a lesson that we could look at about us and putting our faith in Jesus Christ. What does God want to do with us? But our lack of faith keeps that from happening. And God's constantly teaching us and teaching me to trust Him. But a lot of times I fail at the lesson. And maybe too, you could say the same. 
doing great things is one thing. Uh, Doing wonderful things is another thing. But what about doing those things that are impossible? The Apostle Paul did those things. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. As we look at the portion of Scripture here, we looked at here Jesus was. He's, I like this part because he sent them on a ship. Do you think Jesus knew what is about to happen? There's a storm in the water. Jesus knew about that storm. <laughs> and I think about our lives. Don't we go through storms in life? And maybe God sends us in those storms. Just like he sent his disciples. There's a lesson to be learned. And he's trying to teach us. So again, I want to just give us comfort in knowing when you're going through a storm, God knows about it. And when he sends us through a storm, there's something to learn through it. I could imagine it as we learn through the scripture. And so there's comfort in knowing God knows. Nothing takes him by surprise. And he's not surprised by the storm that he sent him to. A matter of fact, it's something that's going to be good for them. But it's still a storm. It's still a storm. So here they are. Jesus needs to get away and pray. In verse 24, we see here, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. So there's a storm going on. I want to picture that. Sometimes we have this picture of this lake, and it's calm, and Jesus is walking on the water, and Peter gets out of the boat and walks towards him, but no. Storms happen. What happens during storms? There's waves, huh? There's maybe some rain and there's a lot of wind and there's uh, noise and things going on. So it's not some calm water that he's walking on. It's in the midst of a storm. And the Bible says they're tossed, buckling, uncontrolled in the sea. And the wind is contrary. In other words, uh, it, it, it's going against everything and it's going against to where they're going and they're fighting this storm. It's contrary from all sides. They're being hit with the storm. And again, just because you are tossed and contrary does not mean you are not in God's will. God has a plan. And that plan was the storm. And we have them. I have them. You have them. Families have them. But let's consider, hey, this may be God's will. God knows about it. He was not walking on a a calm sea. It was three in the morning here. And it was dark. I don't like darkness. I don't know about you. (laughs) I need some light. It's kind of scary, huh? Especially in a storm. 
And it could be fearful. But again, I remind you, that doesn't mean it wasn't God's will. Verse 25, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when his disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. If we think about the the apostles here and the disciples, they were seasoned fishermen, many of them. They knew about the sea. This is how they traveled. So it wasn't uncommon for them to be in the sea in the midst of the storm, but even they were troubled. They had fear. So this was an unusual storm. Saying, then they see Jesus coming. And they don't quite understand who it is. And they say, is it a spirit? And they cried out for what? Fear. They had fear. Yes, they're in God's will. It was God's plan. God sent them in that storm and they were fearful. They had fear. And they cried out. It wasn't they were crying because they were sad. No, they were scared. And they were screaming out. And then they spot Jesus. And they spot Jesus, verse 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. (laughs) What are you so crying out about? Don't worry, be happy. That's what he's saying to them. It is I, it's Jesus. He's teaching them a lesson, right? Hey, when I'm involved and when you're in my will, we ought to be in good cheer. It's hard, huh? Be of good cheer. He says, I'm with you. It's just me. And then he says, be not afraid. He begins to correct them. Don't be fearful. It's me. Yes, I see a storm and it's windy and the winds are tossed to and fro and they're contrary and we're crying out and we're afraid. But Jesus is trying to teach us a lesson. He's trying to teach his disciples a lesson. Hey, trust me. I got it all in control. And then there's Peter, verse 28. Good old Peter. He's a great guy. He's the guy that, you know, uh, he speaks before he thinks. He acts before he thinks things through. And that's okay sometimes. Because he had faith. He had trust in his Savior. And he wasn't afraid to do those things. And he did those things. And sometimes Jesus corrected him. But yet he was at least willing And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Whoa. Storm? Night? Wind? 
waves, maybe rain, thunder, who knows, all those things that could happen in a storm. Water, I don't know about you, I'm not real fond of water. My wife says, me and water don't get along as far as going and skiing or whatever, whatever, water skiing, all that. That's somebody else could do that. <laughs> Not too long ago. Well, it's been years ago now, but um, um, I was going out to chaperone a young couple that was going to Bible college and they were going canoeing. I said, oh, I could do that. So here we went, we went traveling, and we were, this was in San Diego, and we went to, uh, to the ocean, and they were gonna canoe out into the ocean. It's one thing, I could just canoe in a little river or whatever, and go down a little trail, but they were actually at the beach. <laughs> and they rented canoes. And they were going out into the sea. Wait a minute, I can't see anything out there that we're going to reach. Oh, there's a, uh, and, and literally in San Diego, at this beach, the water was warm enough where they had these sharks. They're little tiger sharks, but they're still sharks. <laughs> and they were swimming all over sharks, the ocean, going out to sea. You can't see where you're going. You're just going out and out. That was it. It wasn't too thrilling for me. Maybe for that couple, it was really thrilling, but it wasn't for me. But anyways, here they go. They're out in the sea. There's a storm. They're fishermen. They're seasoned. They know all about this, but yet they were afraid. And here's Peter. He's in the boat. And of all things, during the storm at night with wind and all that happens with the storm, he's asking if he could get out of the boat. That's the least that I would do. I would be hanging on for dear life if it was on that boat. Not trying to get out of the boat. But that's Peter. He had faith. He had faith. And he asked. He asked. That's the thing about it. He asked his Savior. He called out to his Savior. He knew it was Jesus. And he asked. And this is what he asked. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou bid me come unto thee on the water. He's asking to get out of the boat. And to walk towards Jesus. That's faith. And Jesus honored his request. So number one, he asked. And it's one thing to ask. But think about this. It's a whole nother thing to climb out into the water. Oh God, could you use me? Oh God, could I do this? Oh God, man, I want to do great things for you. Oh God, I want to see your miracles. I want God to be, uh, you know, I want to go out and I'm going to do this for the Lord and do that and all that. But it's one thing to ask and to say all that, but it's another thing to step out. 
but we need to step out. This is a lesson for us. It was a lesson for the apostles. It was a lesson for them about faith, but he's giving us, he put it in the word of God for us. To get out of the boat. And so he wants to get out of this boat. Okay, man, just maybe I could get out of the boat, but this would be me. Could you at least stop the storm? Then I'll get out. We have all these conditions, huh? We put on God. Peter didn't ask to fix the conditions. God, if you would just do this for me, if you would just give me this in my bank account, if you would just supply an RV, and if you would just do this and you would do that, then I could serve you. We have all these conditions. But the storm was happening. And not only did he ask, and not only was he willing to get out of that boat and walk towards Jesus, but he didn't even ask to fix the conditions. And we could learn from that. Again, I remind you, just because you are tossed and contrary does not mean you're not in the will of God. I've learned and I'm continuing to learn that God grows us in the storm. And the reason that God could use us is because we're in the storm. We've been through the storm. And if he continues to use us, there's going to be some more storms. But just remember, Jesus knows. He controls the storm. And even in the midst of a storm, we could step out and we need to trust God. And we need to have faith in him. Just do it. I know about me, but I have a lot of excuses why I can't do it. But we just need to do it. So we need to ask. So many of us, we're just content. And when we're content, we're never going to see the impossible. We're never going to experience what God wants us to experience as, as believers. You know, the other day our pastor was saying, this is our pastor, our new pastor. He was saying, oh, I'm praying for 300 kids for VBS. And I'm thinking, 300 kids? Is there 300 kids? Where are we going to get the workers? How are we going to handle all that? Last week we had VBS. We had 350 kids. 56 saved. Thank God for faith. If it was me, I would have said, oh, that's never going to happen. I'm going to just stay in the boat. We're okay where we're at. I'm not going to step out. 
But we need to have faith. We need to experience God. Uh, we were reading a story just a few weeks ago in school where the kids were, and I was listening. <laughs> I was listening, and they were reading a book. And it's about a missionary. Her name is Gladys Alward. The book's called These Are My People. Many years ago, there was a lady. She was single. She was young. And as far as she could remember, she always, she loved the Lord. She wanted to serve the Lord. She knew that God wanted her to go to China. And she just was, man, it was just, this is what she knew that what she was supposed to do and to share Jesus with the Chinese people. And she went from mission organization to mission organization, say, this is what I want to do. God has called me to do. And they all said, no, you're a lady. You're single. You're too young. That's a very dangerous mission. You can't do it. But she was determined. She had faith that God wanted to do this. And it just goes through all the things that she went through. I mean, she just did incredible things. She saved money. She worked extra jobs. She wanted to get that train ticket to China. And every step that she tried to get there, there was always people saying, no, you can't do it. But she had faith. And she had faith. And I was listening to this story. My son was reading it out loud and my daughter also read it. And I was there listening. I just say, man, this is an amazing gal. She has faith. I mean, she would do amazing things and so many obstacles. I mean, serious obstacles. She went through war. She went through all kinds of things. Let me just read this, if I may says this. She took a step forward. My God is able to deliver me. She whispered, taking another step softly. She began to sing in a breathless voice. Oh, mighty God. Oh, mighty fortress is our God. A bulkward never failing. Our help he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. Here she is. She came to this place and she was in, I believe she was in China already and she was trying to establish a ministry and nothing was working out. And she came across the government leaders there and they, they, she was trying to get some permission to start an orphanage or something of that, that, uh, to do a ministry. And they, everywhere she went said no. But there is a major riot that broke out in the prison. And for some reason, the officials came to her and they said, if you could settle that riot, uh, we'll help you. And so she came and, and this is what happened. Let me see if I got this right. At the end of the tunnel, she's at this prison now. This little tiny little young lady. At the end of the tunnel, she stopped. The sight that met her eyes was worse than she had imagined. The court 
yard was about 60 feet square. Cages of bamboo lined the walls. Several blood-stained bodies were stretched out on the hard, packed clay ground. As she watched in horror, a group of men rushed across the courtyard. They were following a man swinging an axe. Gladys gasped as she charged toward the men. They scattered, each man running for his life. The man with the axe chased the slowest one toward Gladys. Just in front of Gladys, the terrified runner swerved aside. Gladys was left facing the man with the axe. Suddenly, Gladys was furiously angry. She took two steps toward, forward and shouted, Give me that axe! The man stopped short and started at Gladys. She reached forward and took the axe, letting, letting hang loosely from her hand. The rest of you, she screamed, line up in front of me. The prisoner slowly filed toward her and formed a line. Gladys looked at the dirty, miserable faces. Her fear disappeared. You should be ashamed of yourself, she scolded. What is the meaning of all this? When they looked at each other and didn't and, and didn't answer, Gladys said, Appoint a spokesman. I intend to find out what is going on here. One man was chosen. He stepped forward. The rest of you clean up this mess, Gladys demanded, pointing to the bloody bodies. I'll deal with you later. She turned toward the spokesman. Now tell me what happened. We are giving an axe for an hour a day to cut up food, the man said. But only food we ha have is what our relatives send us. Not everyone gets food. It's hard to watch others eat when you're starving. Things got out of hand. We're sorry. Gladys. You see how God used her? She stopped the prison riot. She told them all to line up. That's God. And I was thinking about her, and you could look at many missionary stories, and you could look at a many men of faith, and you could see, hey, that's impossible. Not with God. Not with faith. And she ended up, God used her, and she was in China. She started an orphanage, and just God blessed her. There was war. There was all kinds of things she went through, and it's just an amazing all to see what she went through. But I thought about that. She's just a human. But she had faith. There's nothing superhero about these people. They're just like you and me. But what they do have is they have a faith to do the impossible things. What is it that God has for you? I'm not just talking about things that we know we could do or we have talents for, or we, you know, we could do some great things and wonderful things, but what about having faith to do the impossible things? Are we afraid? Are we content? 
Verse 29, and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. He began to do something. What did he do? He walked. And he was walking on water. That's a miracle. That's impossible. People don't walk on water. But he had faith. And God heard him. And God was able to show him, you can do it. But he's human and we're human. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he began to look around. He focused off Jesus and he was looking around at the storm and we do it. We're human. He became afraid. I get it. And beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. He began to sink. You know the story. He took his eyes off Jesus and he began to seek. But I love this part. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, where didst thou doubt? Jesus always takes care of those who are willing to step out of the boat. Yeah, we may have fears and we may fall and we may trip up, but hey, at least we have faith in him. And Jesus will always rescue us. So a few things just to remember. God wants to use us. We have a God that's alive. It's not just something we read about that happened 2,000 plus years ago. He's still working. He's still doing miracles. He's still changing lives. The thing about serving God is He uses people. And I think sometimes we limit ourselves because of a lack of faith. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven says this. For we walk, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We're looking around and we're saying, oh, that's not possible. Oh, it just can't happen. Just look at my circumstances. Look at the situation. Hey, stop looking and trust God. Hebrews 11, 6 says this chapter in faith. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God's there for us, but we need to step out in faith. We need to trust God. What is it today that you think, man, I want to do something for God. But we have all these excuses why we can't. And I'm there too. But we just need to have faith. We need to step out in faith. We need to get out of the boat. We need to ask 
And we can't just bargain with God and say, well, if you fix this and you fix that, then maybe I'll get out. No, we just get out and let God use you. The other day, nothing compared to these missionaries that we read about in their stories. And uh, But um, I walked into one of the units and while I walked in there, They've been out of school for a couple of weeks, but we have your own school in the institution, but they're still off. And it kind of throws things off. And June was kind of a tough month at McLaren because they do have a school there and they were throwing all this pride stuff at them. And it was just a rough month last month. So God, the devil was active like I've never seen. And so I walked into the unit I had some good meetings and some of the other units I walked in. This unit is kind of the mental health unit, um, but I love going there. And I was coming into the door and I meet the staff. And the first thing that happened, I looked at the staff and the lady was there and I said, how are you doing? And she just bursted out crying. This man, it's rough. She says, I was just been threatened. Not having a tough time. And then I said, okay. Let me see what I could do. Let me see if I could go in and meet some kids and talk to some youth. And then um, I went in and literally the kids were bouncing off the wall. Literally, I walked in and there was tables and they were jumping from table to table. And there was another kid in his room just destroying his room. And it was, it was just total chaotic. And I walked around and started speaking to some of the kids and two of the kids gathered with me at a table and I, others were just, it was just amazing. It was just a mess. And I gave a little Bible study to those two and I began to close in prayer and I says, Hey guys, let's pray for the unit. And I began to pray and I prayed, I prayed for the staff, I prayed for the youth, I prayed for calmness, I prayed that God would be able to work. And I ended up closing in prayer and was getting ready to pack up and leave. And right before I began to get up and leave after the prayer, there's probably around 14 kids in the unit and I had two of them. And about 10 came to my table right when I was beginning to leave. They said, Brother Rick, Brother Rick, don't leave. Could you share some things from the Word of God? I said, I can't. The unit was quiet. Could hear a pin drop. The guy that was having a tantrum in his room stopped. And I pulled out my Bible and I began to share verses with them and verses and verses. Everything was calm. The staff were sitting down. They were just like, what's going on? And as I, and, and I left and I left with hope and I was just reminded God is still in charge. God is still on the throne. 
God answers prayer. And I was coming home, I think I was thinking, maybe I should have prayed before. (laughs) But I was just, and I get reminded of that all the time, how God is there. He's real. It's not just something we read about. It's not just some promises. God, those are promises that we could act upon and see God do. But we just got to do it. Ask. Ask. Ask for the impossible. Then get out of the boat. And don't make deals with God. If you could just fix the conditions, then we'll do it. No, just do it. But it's faith. Who's going to make a difference in this world? Is it the Jehovah Witnesses? Is it the Mormons? Is it some other cults? No. Only the Christian can do the impossible. But we just need to act. We need to get out of the boat. And see what God could do. Only the Christian could do the impossible. A lot of people could do great things and wonderful, but it's the Christian that is able to do the the impossible. Because you know what? With God, all things are possible. And we have God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we love you. We love you for who you are. Thank you for people like Gladys and others who have faith. They didn't have perfect conditions. None of them. None of them had perfect conditions. Paul, Peter, they didn't have perfect conditions, but yet they shared the gospel all around the world. Help us to be people of faith. Help us to step out of our comfort zone. Let you do those things that you want to do. By chance, if there's somebody here that doesn't know you as personal Savior, I pray, Lord, that they would trust you. We're all sinners. None of us are perfect. Because of our sin, we're separated from you. But the good news is that you died for sin. You reconcile us back to God. We need to trust you and what you did on the cross. Your blood was shed for sin. You rose again in order that we could have life and have it eternally. And pray, Lord, if there's somebody here that's not saved, that they would leave today before getting that settled salvation, forgiveness of sin, becoming a child of God. Lord, help us now as we go through this week. Help us to be people of faith. Help us to trust you. We love you and we thank you. Meet the needs of this church. Again, we pray for those requests that were made. Help us now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, thank you.